This is a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. It tells us that the baby lying in a manger was so much more than he first appeared. The true light, which gives light to everybody, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the light to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. If you had heard that a world-shaking, life-changing event had taken place, my guess is that you wouldn't immediately think, oh, I bet that happened in Coventry. And yet at 6.31am this Tuesday just gone, that is exactly what happened. An event that made headlines right across the world, from the front page of the New York Times all the way through to top story on Al Jazeera, an event that happened in Coventry. 90-year-old Margaret Keenan described it as the best early birthday present she could possibly receive. And she made the news, of course, because she was the first person in the world to receive one of the major vaccinations against COVID-19. And this is wonderful news, of course, and it's, it's wonderful news because it signals the arrival of something that I think most of us have forgotten even exists, and that is hope. The Chief Medical Officer of the UK, Chris Whitty, and his many counterparts from across the globe all use the same phrase to describe it. They called it light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that this imagery and this, the, this kind of wording resonates with us so freely and so easily because 2020 has been a year and remains a year of such darkness. I don't know how the darkness of 2020 has affected your life. All that I know is that it has, I can confidently say, it has impacted you in some way. Maybe before March, between the hours of 8.30 in the morning and 5.30 at night, you were simply a marketing consultant. But since March, you have found, you remained a marketing consultant, but you're also a head teacher, a personal tutor, a dinner lady, a head chef, a chief conflict negotiator, and perhaps even a firefighter, depending on how wild your kids are. And you are absolutely exhausted. Maybe you're just exasperated by the sheer number of times you still have to say, I think you're on mute. Or maybe for you, it's been a bit more serious. Maybe as the months have ticked on, you've actually forgotten what it feels like to be hugged. Or maybe you have seen the effects of the virus right up close and that the damage of this year has not been simply to stay at home, but it's that your home is now just a bit quieter. All of us have witnessed the effects of the virus in our country and across the globe, and all of us have experienced the darkness in some way. And yet, it is in the darkness that the Christmas story speaks right into. It is in the darkness that we are able to experience and behold the extraordinary beauty of the birth of Jesus Christ. 
Eden read out from John chapter 1 earlier, which describes the birth of Jesus. But rather than describing it in terms of long trips to Bethlehem and wise men and bright shining stars and all of those things that we might be familiar with, it describes the, the birth of Jesus simply as the true light which gives life to everyone came into the world. And just from the same passage, a few verses before, it says that in the arrival of Jesus, light shines in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it. The arrival of Jesus is for a people who find themselves surrounded by darkness. In a time where it seems like darkness is all that there is, and there's no escaping from it. Broken careers, broken communities, broken Christmases. The light of Jesus Christ begins to shine. And notice from those two passages, it talks of the light came into the world. And the light that shines in the darkness. That Jesus did not come to remain separate from the darkness. He didn't come to be a light outside of the darkness, a light shining over there, a light that offers vague sparks of inspiration or perhaps offers a a beacon of hope, whatever that might mean for us. He doesn't come to be a light at the end of the tunnel that maybe one day we will be able to reach. No, this is a light that enters into the darkness. A light that enters right in to be with us in our darkness. Confession time. Uh, I, I can trust you with some of my secrets, can't I? Sometimes I can be a bit of a lazy parent. We've got two boys, Hannah and I. We've got Jackson, who's three, and Calvin, who's two. And sometimes I'll come downstairs after a long, hard, arduous day at work, and I will, I'll make myself a coffee in the kitchen, and I'll just want to relax. So I'll come into the lounge as the boys are playing in the playroom, and I'll sit down and just start to relax. But often, to the moment that I sit down, I start to hear the unmistakable sounds of a three-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy beginning an argument. And I think to myself, oh, I've only just sat down. I don't want to go in there. I just want to relax. And so I think to myself, do I really have to go in there? Is that maybe just this one time, this argument will resolve itself somehow. Or maybe, maybe I can parent this one from a distance. Maybe it, somehow I'll be able to play peacemaker from my comfortable chair while I drink my coffee that I'll be able to, to, to shout out the right things to de-escalate the situation. Which of course, if you're, if you're a parent, you know none of these things ever work and it only makes it worse by waiting. But in the birth of Jesus, we have no hint at all of this desire to remain separate, to stay at a distance from the darkness. There's no hint of wanting to try and sort things out from afar, to stay removed and stay detached from the problems that we find ourselves in. Now, the wonder of Jesus' birth is that he gave up all of the beauty of heaven 
and let it go and left it all so that he could come right into our lives to be with us, to dwell amongst us, to come into our darkness and find us. And we see him coming to find us right in the gritty, dirty, ugly reality of the scene of his birth. This is not a birth scene in a, in a sanctuary or with, with essential oils and maybe just a load of chill panpipe music going on. No, this is a story of a long, hard journey at full term for Mary. This is a story of no room at the inn, doing it in a stranger's house, surrounded by animals, an emergency arrangement. This is a vulnerable, tiny baby coming right into the straw, into the mud, into the stench of a dark world. And yet, mysteriously, miraculously, this same one in the, the, the swaddling cloths placed in a manger the very fullness of God in this same small child God with us God amongst us leaving everything to be with us true light entering into the darkness true light dwelling amongst us, piercing through, bringing hope into our darkest hour. So that we no longer have to be a people of darkness. We no longer have to be stumbling around, tripping in the darkness, stepping on pieces of Lego. But no, the birth of Jesus tells us that even as darkness is all around, a great light has come and he wants to illuminate all of the shadows of our life. He wants to light us up with an inner joy, a joy that cannot be taken even if we find ourselves squeezed out of Christmas bubble arrangements this year and on our own. He wants to shine peace into our hearts, a peace that cannot be broken even as we see the p45 form dropping on the doormat he wants to radiate and illuminate our lives with a hope a hope that cannot be shaken whatever headline notification comes through from our bbc news app this probably for all of us is going to be a christmas that is darker than most of our Christmases. It's the Christmas of small turkeys, of closed shops, of Christmas bubbles. And I saw that there's even gonna be a pigs in blanket flavor pot noodle coming out. And if that doesn't signal humanity's darkest hour, I don't know what does. But sometimes it takes a little bit of darkness for us to truly be able to see the light that is already among us. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world, that whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light 
of life. And this is a promise that this light, this light is not just for the darkness of 2020, but it is a light that will never go out. To know Jesus and to walk with him and to know the light of the world in our life means that no matter what darkness might be on the horizon, and if 2020 has taught us anything, is that we just do not know whatever darkness might come, we can walk through it, whatever, with Jesus. God with us, in our darkness, illuminating it, brightening it up, giving us the light of life. And so my question for you as I finish is this, do you know this light of life? Do you know the light of the world in your life? In this darker than usual Christmas, Maybe you're just feeling, actually, I do need to know a real light in my life. Maybe it's the time to investigate, what could this true light look like for me? And I wonder if you're just starting to think, perhaps I want to find out a little bit more about this. It's got you thinking, it's raising a few questions for you. And if that's the case for you, all I ask for you to do is this, just a really simple, straightforward step tonight. Fill in one of our connect forms. Wherever you're at, if you're interested about knowing Jesus and you don't yet know him, you don't yet know this light, simply you just have to fill in one of our connect forms. There's a link in the video description below. There'll be another link appearing in the live chat. Just click on that and it's super straightforward, really simple. Just have to fill in a little bit of contact information. And then the last question it asks is, would you like to know a little bit more about knowing Jesus for yourself? Just click yes on that and we would love to begin a conversation. We will get in touch tonight or or tomorrow morning and we'll send you over a load of great resources that you can look at in your own time and investigate a little bit more over Christmas. Let me finish in a moment in prayer and uh, after I've prayed we're going to then sing or or there's going to be a song of reflection that um, if you know the words you can sing along to or just watch and take a time, just take a moment to think about some of the things that we've considered this evening. The light of the world has come into our darkness. What does that mean for you? Maybe a time to give thanks, maybe a time to think about Is there a next step I can take? And this will be a perfect time if you want to fill in a connect form to be doing that. And then after our song of reflection, we'll go straight into a final celebration carol. So an opportunity to be up on your feet singing or do whatever you want to do. Let me pray. Do join me. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have come for a people in darkness. We thank you that as we feel the darkness all around us and we know it now more than we've ever known it maybe, we thank you that a great light has shone. And because the great light has shone and come into our darkness, if we know you, if we choose to walk with you, we can know we will never know darkness ever again. That we will carry with us and walk with the light of life. And so, Jesus, we celebrate you this evening and we celebrate you this Christmas time. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not, will not, will never overcome it. Amen.